Hey guys, my name is Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I had money, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to subscribe to get info on new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. So like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all these financial numbers in an easy visual format. So today we're going to take a look at Microsoft. So we're going to take a look at Microsoft and looking at Microsoft, we're going to look at the income statement, balance sheet, cash flow. We're going to take a look at mainly the annual data, but we're also going to take turns looking at the quarterly data. Right now we're on the income statement and right and we see revenue right here has been a steady increase. 15 to 16 there was a little slack, but 17 to 18 has increased from 96.57 billion to 110 billion. Unfortunately, cost of revenue is also increasing at a similar slope to revenue. Last year, cost of revenue was 34.26 billion. This year was 38.35 billion, an increase of about $4 billion. Where revenue increased as well by, we can see 96 to 110, about, 100, uh, about $14 billion. We can see here gross profit has increased last, this past year, gross profit was 72. 72 billion for Microsoft when last year was 62.3. So an increase of about $10 billion over 10%. Another thing we like to see here in the income statement is the net income. So the net income is the cash this um, company collects after everything's been paid off. We like to see this a positive. Here we have a positive net income of $16.57 billion for this year. Last year it was higher and so was the year before. To really find out why this income, the net income decreased this past year dramatically, we would have to see more in the earnings call to understand what happened there. But as looking at the numbers right now, net income going down is definitely not, not a good thing. Earnings per basic share um, depends on the net income, so we would also see that drop down. Next year, Lazy FA allows us to see something which they call lazy flag not lazy flag they let them see red flag analysis which is just another way to view what we just saw and it has some extra data that i'm going to show you guys so here we're going to see again revenue revenue versus cost we can see revenue is always out matching cost and that's why we have such a positive gross profit if we take a look at the quarterly data again we don't see anything crazy happening in the quarterly data. Pretty steady increase, decrease, increase, decrease, increase in revenue. And um, cost of revenue also same. Does, nothing looks outrageous. Nothing is, is, is showing me that something crazy is happening. So it's good to see annual data, revenue increasing and cost increasing, but not, not overpowering revenue. Here we can also see revenue versus cost growth. This is more of a percentage base. Great to see here that revenue growth seems to be higher than cost of revenue a majority of the time in the last two years. The last year revenue growth was 6%. Cost of revenue was 4.5. This year revenue growth was 14.28%. That's a really nice double digits. 
where cost of revenue was 12%. Again, that's also double digits. It seems to be close to almost a one-to-one -one ratio in the past two years. Next, let's continue looking down here. Gross margin, profit margin. Again, it, we can see that profit margin decreasing this past year, which uh, would include why we had a lower net income this year the profit margins are, are not as high as they were this is something we would have to see in again in the earnings call which i'll probably do another video on microsoft's earning call to see to really dig into into what's happening but seeing that profit margin drop is definitely not a good thing to see here in the red flags uh, lacy fa has made it super easy to see anything outrageous happening if it's green, it means everything is going good. If it's red, it means something is throwing a flag. We're going to take a look at right now average cost growth outweighs average revenue growth. So this, so this flag just shows us that um, cost revenue is growing at a faster rate than revenue growth. So here, this flag was happening from the earlier years, from 2011. 2012 2013 2014 2015 when cost of revenue growth was dramatically higher than the revenue growth the past three two three years that has not been the case revenue growth is higher than cost of revenue growth so right now this flag is just showing past data it's not uh, i wouldn't really so this is what i like about lazy fa right it, it just gives me something to take a look at but after looking at it I, it's not something i would consider consider that right now right especially since the last two years revenue growth has increased cost of revenue so taking a look at the income sheet income statement right now nothing outrageous definitely not a buy or sell for me at the moment let's take a look now at the balance sheet so here in the balance sheet these are the main things obviously there's many more things you can take a look at but for me, total assets, total liabilities, that cash equivalents are the things I like to see the most. So your total assets, again, haven't been increasing. From 17 was $250 billion of assets, where 18 was 258, an increase of 8 billion. Unfortunately, total liabilities have been increasing as well, and it seems to be increasing at a percentage-wise faster. Last year, total liabilities was $162 billion. This year was 176. That's an increase of about $14 billion in liabilities, where assets only grew $8 billion last year. We're going to take a look at total debt now. One good thing to see, though, is that compared to 17, has been paid off from $91.57 billion last year to $81.8 billion. So I like to see total debt being paid off, and that's a nice amount of chunk. That's a roughly about 10% being paid off of total debt. Cash and cash equivalents. <laughs> this company, I laugh just because this company has a lot of cash. It definitely doesn't have as much cash and cash equivalents as Apple, but it's definitely up there. Right now, it's sitting at $133.77 billion. Last year was $132.98, an increase of about point. 0.7 billion dollars not much increase from last year but this company has healthy amount of cash and cash equivalents in, in perspective this company can pay off its total debt and still have over 50 
billion dollars of cash ready to go so that that's really good to see in this cash and cash equivalents for those that don't know cash and cash equivalents right it's cash or any assets the company can the company can liquidize pretty fast to make cash out of it next again we're going to take a look at red flags here in the balance sheet we're going to take a look again just a different way to see what we just saw we'll take an annual look at the assets versus liabilities here we see assets overpowering which means we have a positive shareholder equity right now shareholder equity is about 82.72 unfortunately it dropped from last year which was 87.71 so a decrease of about 0.5 of uh, 5 billion dollars of shareholder equity main reason doing that total assets did not increase as much this past year compared to the asset the liability increase so again assets this past year only increased by eight billion dollars where liabilities increased by over 12 billion dollars let's just take a look at quarterly data again quarterly data doesn't show anything outrageous everything looks pretty in line with with it with each other uh, we just try to look for any outliers in the quarterly data but nothing here shows us anything anything crazy happening here we can see percentage wise of assets versus liability growth it does seem most of the time last year total assets grew 29 percent 29.3 percent where liability liabilities grew 33.8 percent as so last year assets was slower was growing at a slower rate compared to liabilities this year same thing happened at a much lower rate assets grew 3.4 percent liabilities grew 8.3 percent that's that's definitely not good to see that assets are not growing as quick as liabilities and i'm pretty sure we're going to see some red flags thrown out once we keep looking um further below i like looking here asset distribution to seeing what most of the company's assets is and here this is really really great to see we're taking a look right now at assets for this past year over 54 percent of the assets is cash and cash equivalents that's really good to see I, I usually don't see many companies um having this high percentage being this cash and cash equivalents most of the time i see property plant equipment and those heavy items being a good portion of its assets and here we have such a huge portion of its cash and cash equivalents being 54.6 almost 55 percent of the assets next we have the next big hitter is kind of tied between property plants and equipment being 36.15 billion dollars about 14 15 percent um receivables about 20 10 percent and here we can see just the the amount of how cash and cash equivalents has been increasing from its past few years just to take in perspective in 2000 early 2015 cash and cash equivalents was 85.7 billion four years later it's at 133 billion an increase of about 50 billion dollars in just five years that's that's really great to see now let's take a look at its liability distribution we can see a majority of its liability distribution is non-current debt 
and there was a huge jump in debt from last year two years ago it increased dramatically from in december of 2016 so early 2017 it increased from 40.56 to early 2018 81.4 billion dollars and increase it it, almost, it doubled its non-current debt in one year and that's pretty pretty scary thing to see but again this company has such enough cash and cash equivalents to be able to pay this off so non-current debt at the moment is 77.8 billion last year it paid off three about three billion dollars that's good to see not um current debt current debt for those that don't know is debt that needs to be paid off in the next 12 months where non-current debt is debt that doesn't need to be paid off within this year current debt so debt that needs to be paid off this year is only four billion dollars again this company has way enough cash and cash equivalents to pay this off for this company that's that should be chump change um so 50 percent of its liability is due to non-current debt the next big item here are deferred revenue and tax liabilities so here the only red flag is that same red flag that we got next to um the ass income statement so here in the asset statement in the balance sheet in the balance sheet we're getting a red flag which is just telling us that liability growth is increasing at a higher rate than total assets growth. The thing is, that's just percentage-wise. If we look at numbers, total assets are still dramatically higher than, than total liability. So again, a good thing that Lazy FA just lets us know that this flag is being triggered, but in reality, to me, it doesn't really for this stock in general, it, it doesn't really help out because I can see perfectly the total assets and total liabilities are still um, far apart. If I want, if they were a lot closer to each other, that would definitely be a, a flag I would take a look at. Finally, let's take a look at cash flow statement. So in cash flow statement, the only thing I'm really curious about here is net cash flow from its operations. So this is cash flow that it collects from its everyday operating use. So obviously I want this company to be making money then. And right here we have about $43.8 billion of net cash flow from operations and increase every every year since 2015. Last year was 39.5. So an increase of about $4 billion, give or take, a nice 10% increase in net cash flow from operations year to year. Let's take a look again in red flags for cash flow statements, see if we see anything. The only one, like I mentioned, right here we have, I just really want to see if any flags were triggering. No flags are triggering here. And like I said, the only one I really care for in the cash flow statement is net cash flow from operations. All right, so we're going to do a quick overview. So in the income statement, right, revenue has been increasing dramatically. That's good cost of revenue has been increasing that's normal to see but it's still good that gross profit has increased so that means revenue is growing number wise faster than cost high, higher than cost of revenue so we had a higher gross profit compared to last year so that's good 
Net income, though, this is the two tricky things: net incomes and earnings per basic share. They're kind of mutually, they they're mutually together. Here we can see in 2017, net income was 25.5 billion, and 2018 was 16.57 billion dollars, a decrease of almost nine billion dollars. So that's pretty scary to see. If we take a look at net income just in the annual datum, this would be bad. Let's take a look real quick at the quarterly data to see if anything anything outrageous happened in one of the quarters. And here we can see in quarter one of 2018, there was a net income of negative $6.3 billion, which definitely took a toll on what happened, on why we see that huge decrease in net income for 2018. So it does seem like it was a one-time thing. I don't know. I would have to look at the earnings transcripts to see maybe that might be some new the new tax law happened during that time which a lot of companies reported negative in net income during those times so here we see a negative 6.3 billion dollars of net income but if we take a look at the following at the following quarters everything looks in line with this so net income even if even though annually looks bad quarterly shows that it was a one-time thing so this would still be good for me Earnings per basic share, I'm assuming we're going to see the same thing. And yet here, quarter one of, 2000 and, of 2018, we had a negative eight, eight, $0.82 cents of earnings per basic share. But the, after the quarter, we've seen an increase in earnings per basic share. So to me, the income statement gives me a pass. Balance sheet, balance sheet, nothing outrageous here to see. As it's increasing, liabilities increasing, total debt increasing, but being paid off. And cash and cash equivalents at such a huge level let's just take a look at quarterly to see if we see any outliers in total assets we don't see anything total liabilities nothing total debt we've seen it's getting paid off good to see and cash and cash equivalents quarter again i'm assuming it's using this cash and cash equivalents to pay off this total debt so it's not bad to see some decrease in this balance sheet also looking good Next, we take a look at cash flow from statement. Overall, last year, there was an um, increase in cash flow. And here in quarter, we can see we can see that this is, this is fine. Q1 of last year and Q1 that was just reported are usually lower. It seems to be a, some form of cycle where the first quarter always seems to show lower revenues. I'm guessing this is a season thing. So again, nothing crazy for net cash flow metrics we'll take a look at price to earnings ratio this year it shows price to earning ratio of 45 pretty high but again it was due to it was due to the pre, um, previous previous quarter deficit but uh here we go back in this quarter we have about 23.34 price to earning ratio which is in line with everything else so to me microsoft would get a buy I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I mentioned, LazyFA.com makes it so easy to look at all the information, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. I'm curious, would you buy or pass on Microsoft based on the information we just saw? Also, again, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new videos and see you guys next time. Have a good night.